Gospel according to St. Mark. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell with, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. So this week I learned a Swedish word that I had not heard before. Dostadning. I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation. Dostadning. But the literal translation of this word is death cleaning. And it refers to a process of going through all of your possessions and getting rid of everything that you don't need. The reason that it's called death cleaning is because the motivation behind it is to clean out all of your belongings before you die. It's a labor of love, really, to not leave the task of sorting through and getting rid of all of your stuff to your kids or to other family members after you die. But what many people have found through their death cleaning is that they, it was not only beneficial for their family members, but they also felt liberated and emotionally lighter once they finished. Some might say that completing their death cleaning brought them new life. Well, in our gospel today, Jesus invites us to do some death cleaning, but he goes way beyond the clearing out of knickknacks and that rarely used china you've got down in the basement. Jesus wants us to get rid of body parts, as in, if your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. If your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. I mean, talk about death cleaning, right? Yikes. Of course, I don't think that Jesus wants us to take him literally. 
Instead, he uses this shocking language to get our intention around this important teaching. A teaching that seems to be a call to do a death cleaning of those things that are stumbling blocks for our life of faith. Stumbling blocks that get in the way of our love for God and our love for one another. Stumbling blocks that get in the way of our own experience of God's gracious love for us. What are those things that keep us from from truly knowing how much God loves us? Well, today Jesus calls us to do a death cleaning of those stumbling blocks with the promise that that will then lead to new life in him. But easier said than done, right? Both the the physical death cleaning of our stuff, but also the death cleaning of these stumbling blocks. I mean, the first hurdle is just discerning what our stumbling blocks are. Because like with death cleaning of our possessions, cleaning out our stumbling blocks for faith is different for everyone. We all have our own pile of stuff that keeps us from fully living into the life God desires for us. But there are some common themes, I think, to these stumbling blocks. One is that we're just too busy, right? Having schedules that are so jam-packed that we rarely have time to just listen for what God is saying or to see what God is doing around us. We keep our lives so noisy that we can't hear God's whispers or God's invitations to a deeper life of faith. Another stumbling block might be that our vision of God's kingdom is just too small. We divide the world into us and them, and we think that God only works through people who look like us or live like us or vote like us or worship like us. We cultivate a disdain for or a fear of people who are different. And that becomes a stumbling block. Becomes a stumbling block for our ability to join what God is doing in the world. Stumbling blocks can be anything almost. They can be unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or emotional baggage that keep us from knowing God's love for ourselves. We stumble on these constant messages that tell us we aren't enough. We aren't good enough. Or we believe a message that says we aren't beloved to anyone, including God. And those can be stumbling blocks to knowing God's love. So we work at understanding what our stumbling blocks are that keep us from a fuller life in God. And then do a death cleaning of those things that get in the way. So if you're wondering where to start, I was thinking, what would a process like this look like of doing a death cleaning? Well, one thing I thought of is maybe finding a good therapist or deepening your spiritual practices like studying God's word or strengthening your prayer life or joining a small group or finding a recovery group for dealing with addictions. You may want to go through an intentional process of forgiveness if you are carrying deep hurts from wounds in your past. Or you just may want to scale back on your schedule to give yourself more space for prayer, for listening for God's direction, 
What will it take to be able to clear out those stumbling blocks? Well, one thing is sure, death cleaning is not easy, nor is cutting off limbs. But both practices can lead to new life. Just ask Aaron Ralston. Do you know his story? Back in 2003, the then 28-year-old was hiking alone in the canyons of southeastern Utah. He was attempting a solo descent of Blue John Canyon when he somehow dislodged an 800-pound boulder that ended up rolling and pinning his right hand and wrist to the side of the canyon wall. Well, for several days, you can imagine Aaron tried to desperately to free his hand from the wall to no avail. He was in, I mean, really, he was in very real danger of dying, being trapped in that canyon. But then on the fifth day or so, Aaron had an epiphany. And he realized that he was going to have to cut off his own arm in order to break free. So he came up with his strategy. He devised a tourniquet from the tubing on his water pack, and he had a dull pocket knife that he used to cut the flesh, and then he leveraged the boulder to break the bones. It's horrible just to say it, much less live through it. It was excruciating, but cutting off his arm saved his life. But even more than that, it gave him new life. That experience transformed Aaron. In an interview after the incident, he said, I've learned some profound lessons in this. When I was on the brink of death, he said, I didn't eulogize myself through my life's accomplishments. Rather, my thoughts turned to my loved ones and how to say thank you. Life isn't about what you do or what you've achieved. It's about who you are and how you relate to others and how you love. Well, one of the things that Aaron reflected on was how self-centered he had been in his life. He regretted many things, including all of the worry that he had caused his parents, because he didn't tell them where he would be hiking or how long he would be gone. He was grateful that his new life allowed him the chance to rectify those regrets. Well, in these years since the accident, Aaron has pointed to appreciation and gratitude as his anchors in life. And he even has said that the accident was one of the greatest things that ever happened. He said, I didn't lose anything when I cut off my arm. Instead, I gained my life back, as well as the lessons and gifts that came along with it. What is important, he said, is not the will to live, but the will to love. It's an incredible story and maybe offers us a way to hear these words of Jesus in our gospel today in a new way. Whether we think of Jesus' words today as an invitation to death cleaning or amputation, there is hope in his words. You see, Jesus loved us too much to leave us trapped in the canyon of our sin pinned there, helpless. He didn't leave us there in our old lives. 
Death, you see, is the biggest stumbling block of all when it comes to living a full and everlasting life with God. And so with the precision of a surgeon, Jesus cut out that threat of death for us when he died on the cross. Jesus did the hardest part and said, now go and live a new life. And so with that stumbling block of death removed, we can start seeking our new life in God. So when you hear these harsh words of Jesus, hear them as an invitation. An invitation to pray about what you can leave behind. What you don't have to carry around anymore. What you can get rid of because it's getting in the way of you living fully into God's abundant love and amazing grace that he is offering to you. Through the process of getting rid of stumbling blocks, we may learn, along with Aaron Ralston and Jesus, that the most important thing is not the will to live, but the will to love. Amen.